passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome back, sports fans, to another show of the Charity Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? We're going to run through the NFL slate, talk a little college football, definitely talk some basketball because the NBA season is in full swing and we can't help ourselves. And of course, We'll kick it off with the World Series. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the charity stripe pitch of free throws because they're for free. So 380, I think, coming on at you guys in so 379. What's well, 380 now? And I'm joined on this one by Alex Tosmirak to Sopo. So we're recording on Halloween, and it is Nikki Snacks, his significant other, the girlfriend, Britt's birthday. So he's off celebrating. Uh, happy birthday, Britt. Shout out to her family. Uh, Toss, you and me, baby. Baseball. What's up? What's up? Yeah, what a. <laughs> What a game. What a game in Atlanta. They're just so composed. The Astros is what it is. It, I, it's why? interesting because what started as a, a very rocky start to this World Series with Framber Valdez on the mound, yes. seemingly headed in the, the exact same direction. And he ended up, obviously, he had five earned runs, which is not what you want to see from your starter. He didn't even yeah. make it through three innings. But from a composure standpoint, luckily the Astros, their bats were able to keep them in the game and Valdez did enough. And then that bullpen was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, look, their bullpen is a major strength. I mean, they have a bevy of guys who are honestly just very good. Like Maton, like struggled the other night a little bit, but he was good tonight. Stanek's really good. Graveman's great. And, and they didn't even need to use Presley. They used him the other night. Um, which I didn't necessarily love out of Dusty using Presley for two innings when they were down, especially. But, you know, kudos to the bullpen, obviously, for stepping up and holding that lead. I don't think I'm not going to say the Braves are in trouble because they're going back to Houston with a with a three, two lead. But this is an Astros team where the bats have won time and time again. They've been to the World Series multiple times. They've won the World Series before. They've been to the ALCS. They always go to the playoffs. These guys are seasoned vets. We've said it's 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 not so much as hitting versus hitting and pitching versus pitching and fielding like all that, that whole breakdown. It's an experience thing. Yeah. I mean, I also just felt as if watching this game that the Braves should have won this game. I mean, and yeah, there was a huge, obviously, you know, you're, you're up a run you're up. Once you've gotten to the five runs, that's the total amount of runs that they scored across the night, but you walk a run in with the bases loaded you intentionally walk a guy to put him up to, to load the bases because there's a guy on second and third. Fine. And then, yeah, that's that's fine. But what you do there is if you have a pitcher whose command is not working, no. you run the risk of walking in a run. And that's exactly what happened. And that's the easiest way to allow someone back in the game that ties the game. I mean, the, the tying run five five was walked in. Mm -hmm. You can't have that happen. The worst thing you could do in baseball, I mean, look, giving up a run and long ball, but the worst thing you can do is walk a guy, in my opinion, honestly, because uh, look, let him beat you at least. Right. Giving him a free pass, especially with the bases juice is just, is just, it's not, you can't do that in the playoffs. And it is Minter's fault. 
But that being said, this is exactly. It's, it wasn't even. It's not even a good hitter at the plate. No, it's not. It's the it's guy not. you want there. Yeah, hundred percent. And you walk Maldonado. I mean, Maldonado drives in another run later in the game, but it's a thousand percent the guy. It's the weakest part of their lineup. Now the thing is, is what we discussed on the radio. The Morton things. It's an issue. It's rearing its head. Look, honestly, the fact that they got they had Anderson and they won that game, must win. They won the night before in a bullpen game, which honestly, I had some worries. I did not. I thought the Ashes were still going to come out of this thing 3-2. So for the Braves to come out of it 3-2 going into Houston, I'm still happy with them. And now they can go back to Freed and go back to Anderson. And at least they have their starters to roll and give them the best shot. But this is the Morton issue. Like Morton would have gone tonight, you know, right. and they didn't have that, that option. So your, your bullpen is kind of spent which is the issue that being said, the Ashers guys have been out there too. So now it's just an endurance and this is where the mental aspect comes in. And there are things, I mean, and it's a good segue into football because you had for the Cowboys, a guy mentally stepped up today. And in baseball, there's like, you could analyze and put numbers to it to the day you die. And I'm a proponent of that, but there are just certain things, feelings and mentalities like this Astros team cannot be phased, at least the lineup. There is at no point in the game where the Astros lineup thinks it's impossible to win. I mean, a lot of major leaguers always think they have a chance, but I think these guys more so than most, they are just always so poised. Like, look at how they are with two outs, like electric. They are always right. so poised and focused on the mission, and the moment to moment in the game. It's on, it's, it's very remarkable how it's like kind of like, you know, metastasized to the clubhouse and I'll segue. Yeah. That. They also, they played, they played smart baseball too. Yeah. I mean, always they're yeah. taking the pitch that's pitches that are given to them. If they have runners on in less than two outs, they're doing the right thing. They're putting the ball in play. There was a sack fly. There was a fielder's choice that scored a run. I mean, those are the type of things that you have to do to get back into a game. You have to sacrifice outs for runs. And you have to make sure that you're playing smart baseball. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did today. They came back in this game. And then the Braves clearly felt the pressure because, again, going back to walking a run in. And then at that point, the Astros are in the driver's seat and they feel very comfortable. No one feels comfortable when they're down. But if they're tied or they're in the lead, the Astros, they start to get really loose, as we saw. And then they continued to pour it on. And that's why this the score ends up 9-5. And then the Braves just ran out of time. They ran out of time and the bats weren't, they weren't doing enough. Yeah. They chipped away. Tie the game. I will say in the Braves defense, the Astros were due for this game, right? They hadn't had a big back game like this yet. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would have been, like I said, I would have been shocked if, I mean, I can't, cause I did send some texts out like, look, Freddie's not good. They're not leaving. I had, I felt the team of destiny a little bit this morning, like they were going to win. And it looked like that was the case with Duvall's grand slam, Freeman, the homers to break the tie. Once they walked in that run, it flipped the script. And yeah. then the two are the two out RBIs. They did the hit, you know, the pinch hit with Marwin. Yeah, yeah. That, that's trouble. I mean, like, again, it's a great and great guy to have up, you know, Gonzalez, like he's not like an all-star, but he's a guy that's been there multiple times. Like he's, a, he's a vet, right? He's a true major league vet. So I, 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 I'm happy we have more baseball. If I'm the Braves, I mean, obviously, you want to win game six. If the Braves lose game six, they are in a world of trouble. World of trouble. That's yeah. Bad. Go go get it. Go get game six. You need to. Like, Free needs to go. As the, he has to have the game of his life. This is it. This is, you want to be the ace? You want to be the best pitcher in baseball in the second half? This is where it counts. Nothing else matters up until this point. Like, yeah. You have to break the Atlanta sports curse. Like, I imagine Atlanta sports fans. You go three. One. I mean, this is insanity. It's insanity. Yeah, I mean, selfishly, I'm a little excited that we get more baseball, oh, despite yeah, despite totally. wanting the the Braves to win this series. Uh, I'm I'm a little I'm a little okay with what happened with the result. Yeah, it was a fun game too. Really exciting. Um, I wish they got it in Atlanta. You always want to see the home team do it, but um, more baseball is great. Um, but I'm saying, I, how do you feel about that Cowboys game? Because not as a fan, yeah, watching it, 
this guy that it's just like a men- that the mentality thing of next guy up. Right. Right. I have well, to go in and do my job and win this football game. Of like course. That, it was, it was, it just, the, you could see the difference in this Cowboys team from last year to this year. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. I mean, this is a, this is maintaining this kind of viewpoint that I have this year on our team. And now we're, we're six and one, we're seven games through it. We're past our bye. We don't know what to expect with Dak's injury. He could be out four to six weeks, I heard, um, which obviously does not bode well. But this is the question mark, right? Like you have the rest of your roster set and you need to know if Cooper Rush can go win you a game or if you need to go get another backup quarterback to to just be there, take care of business until Dak comes back. Mm-hmm. Because these are really valuable games. Um, ending up with the bye in the playoffs is, I mean, I know I'm looking ahead here, but but the rest of the NFC East has not shown me enough where they're going to vie for the division, and the Cowboys oh. have jumped out to a big enough lead where they, they're again, they're I'm gonna use the same analogy, they're in the driver's seat. So I, I maintain my viewpoint that what's really different about this Cowboys team this year is their defense and the depth that the defense has, because they were able to to blitz really, really well, put pressure on Cousins, even with some penalties that I don't think went their way, um, that some of them were pretty arguable. There was roughing the passer that looked like a boom-boom play and, and didn't seem to be a low hit or up up top to the head. It was like kind of just in the middle, hit hit Kirk Cousins. I mean, that's a guy that's been playing really good football this year. And Very good football. They really limited him. Um, you know, Jefferson went down part of the game. That that doesn't help the Vikings, but they're at home. They're playing the Cowboys backup quarterback. They should have won that game. So for the Cowboys to steal a, a win is huge on yeah. the road in a hard place to play and limiting their opponent to less than 20 points with a quarterback who has never started an NFL game. I mean, it's, it's really impressive. Zeke stepped up at the end of the game. He had a, a really crucial uh, third down conversion. Um, Diggs didn't even have a good game. And I think he's, hurt. in fact, he had a really poor game. He got, he got torched yeah. basically. Um, but the defensive front, even without DeMarcus Lawrence is able to do enough. Randy Gregory is awesome. He, Oh, it's just like a head case thing. Always been good. Yeah. And he had, he had, mental, he had mentality in him, yeah. clearly, right. I mean, he had two flags, three flags in one drive, uh, just on him, which, Two of them are unnecessary roughness. Uh, again, I think one of them is a bang bang play on the on the sideline. But he's Randy Gregory. He's huge, and when he hits someone near the sideline, oftentimes they're going to throw that flag. Mm. But uh, yeah, prime time game, it, huge, huge uh, plays by Cooper Rush. Just big old Buffalo balls. That's what yeah. I texted you and Nick. Yeah. And and I think it Seriously. goes to something that we group texted with um, our acting teacher about earlier today, where Mike White steps in for the Jets, and this is a guy who's, yeah, he hasn't started a lot of NFL games. Again, this is his first start, but he's been in the NFL for three years. He's Mm -hmm. no stranger to the NFL game, to the speed of the NFL game, and he ended up being one of the best quarterbacks today, if not the best, performance-wise, and they go and take down the 5-1 and Bengals. Which is ridiculous, by the way. I don't think Stafford was awesome, Um, but that, he was great. They threw for 400 yards. They take down the Bengals. And I would bring up the, that team. How you don't play the rookie if your team isn't ready and if he's not ready. And it's blatant that right. Zach Wilson was not ready. But I think the Cooper Rush thing, y'all are in the driver's seat. And there's no, after today, there's no doubt in my mind that the winner of the Super Bowl is coming out of the NFC. The NFC is just far and away more superior than the AFC. I think. You mean why? Because. Because of Buffalo's shakiness against the the Dolphins, Josh Allen's not that guy yet. He just isn't. He really is. He's just not. He's not that. I mean, you could a hundred percent win it all with him, but he's not Mahomes yet, or Rodgers, or Brady, right? And the way Stafford's playing, probably not him either. To be honest. Well, look, I. I mean, I've been saying this they were my they're my super bowl pick and they're still rolling the packers even last week or the last two weeks y'all were like are they what do you think about the cowboys like and i do think they're a contender but i just it's hard for me to 
pick against Aaron Rodgers with the way he's playing football right now. Yeah, I mean, he's been epic. I know the Bucks lost today, but like still, like that's the pick six. You know, the defense kind of got burnt a little bit at the end. I mean, <clears throat> well, they, they, they look, you're playing, they're a home dog. The Saints were playing in the Superdome. That mm-hmm. obviously adds, it, it's another added element for that team that inspires them, that ups their level of play always. Yeah. Their defense is good. Their defense is really good. And the way that you beat Tom right now is you pressure the shit out of him Absolutely. and you make him try and move around in the pocket and you make him uncomfortable. And they did that all game. Yeah, he was under fire. Yeah, intensely so. I think I mean, he took the I, he took the biggest hits I've seen him take this season for sure. Yeah, they really got in there and made his life living hell in New Orleans, and that's how you beat him. But still, I still like the Saints. Honestly, to me, I don't know about the Saints, but if the Cowboys were in the AFC and Dak's fully healthy, they would be my AFC pick without question. The only reason they're not my pick to go to the Super Bowl is because of the Rams, because of the Packers. And honestly, the Cardinals played one of their worst games and still almost won against the Packers on Thursday night. The The Bucks are great. I mean, it's just an absolute juggernaut in the NFC. Yeah. It's hell. It's a tough place to play. And like the Titans, like how, how much they get lucky every game. Like how often is that? You, like that's well, we knew gonna, that was going to be a good game, right? We knew, but I will say that the Colts, like you can't really put together a better recipe for success against the Titans. They completely neutralized Derrick Henry. They blew it. They blew it. They absolutely did. They jumped out to an early lead. They let him come back in the game. I, I know, obviously, that AJ Brown is he's a stud. He's he's really yeah, he's uh, an incredibly talented wide receiver, but. With that being said, like double team him, make any of their other guys beat you. It, it's the same. If you're going to load the box, you might as well and, and prevent Derrick Henry from doing stuff. You might as well double team AJ Brown too. You might as well make someone else beat you. And you look at the Sunday night game, right? Like the Vikings, they let CeeDee Lamb walk all over them. There were times where they made other guys beat them. And it just so happens that Cooper Rush and Cedric Wilson have a good rapport and they, they beat him down the field. But I, I, I find it so hard to believe that there are so many NFL teams out there that their main game plan does not fall in line with how Bill Belichick coaches every single week, which is make the guys that are not their best players beat you. It's he's the best. He's the best defensive mind there ever was. And there probably ever will be. It's just a, that is it. What did Mike Will have one catch today? It Keenan was good, but like okay. Herbert, 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 Herbert's life in the second half was a night. I was there, obviously. But Herbert's life in the second half was a nightmare. I mean, our defensive backfield is so sound. It's just so next. Like, no, Gilmore, obviously, the whole year he's gone to Carolina. Jones out for the year. It just doesn't matter. It's just so next man up. I mean, um, if that if that game was a logo or like an image. Mm. there's like a copyright trademark symbol of the Pats logo and the and stamped in the, in the bottom left corner. Like that was just y'all's game, you know, like every aspect of that game, time of possession favored for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. They pressured, they pressured Herbert. They made him make uncomfortable throws. And then that turned him into an inaccurate passer where he mm-hmm. normally is an incredibly accurate passer. You, they made him sling down the sideline one element of his game that I think needs to develop and evolve is he has to he has to understand when to put the touch on it across the middle when he's got a guy, you know, running a quick slant. Like he doesn't always have to laser it. I know his arm is incredible, but you have to be able to put some touch on it. You have to be able to throw around guys because at this point I I, I feel like his throws are kind of becoming a little one-dimensional and it caught up to him in in this game and the previous game. That's an interesting point because it's not the only, like it's, we've seen it with Mahomes a little bit too, honestly. Like as good as you are and you could be amazing, the league will adjust to you, even not fully, a little bit at all times. Right. They're always trying to adjust to you. Well, I just like that throw works to Palmer in the in the end zone, right? That's, That's the only way you pass. Unbelievable. And an unbelievable catch by a rookie wide receiver. Yeah, he's good. That's the only way that that ball fits in that window. But there are other times where you have to finesse it a little bit. 100%. You have to, you have to kind of do what's unexpected, 
right? You have to be willing to improvise and you have to be willing to adjust. And I think that's something that Stafford's been doing really, really well. I mean, you, you were lauding him a little bit. I mean, I do think that I was a little disappointed that they didn't beat the Texans even worse. Um, they were. They let him back in. They were crushing them. Yeah. Like 38 nothing at one point. They but that's the them. same thing they did against the Lions, too. And you don't want that to, to bite you in the ass when you're playing a good team, which the Texans and the Lions are not. True, because that's because at one point it won't be 38 to nothing, it'll be 21 nothing. Right. And then they'll come back and then you'll be you'll be down. Yeah. I mean, the thing is with the chart, the charge, that's like the whole point, though. The Chargers, not there yet. Chiefs clearly have issues. Do I think they'll figure them out? Probably, but there's you can't said there's no problems there. Patriots are good. Max not there yet. Definitely not there. He didn't he didn't look great. But we did we we ran the ball well. A couple of holding calls obviously bringing it back, but we ran the ball extremely well. Damian Harris is legit. He's a really good running back. Yeah, this outside of the Bucks game, which like I don't really count that one because obviously it, Bill knows him so so well, right? That it makes it scheming against him even easier. I think this is maybe the best the defense has looked all across the board. Ours. I, yeah, the Pats defense. Yeah, awesome. I the, I was really impressed with the Pats defense. Today. I feel like I've said that. I feel like I not to toot my own home, but I feel like I've, that was like my big thing on the Patriots this year. I was really ha- I was really pumped about the defense. Yeah. I had a lot of faith about them. And like going to your team, like the offensive line is full tilt. And going to like Yeah, Lyle Collins is is a bench lineman now. Yeah, like that's <laughs> like a benched. It, it matters. I mean, like health obviously is, is insane. The only one that doesn't really matter for health is Broder's receiving group because the guys, he's real. I mean, Derek, they, the Colts took away Derek Henry's MVP, and we could kind of like brush on college here because it's similar in college football as the NFL. Like you pretty much need to bat a foul. You could have maybe one bad game a year and still win the major award. College, honestly, like you have, you could have one NFL, you could have one or two, but you pretty much have to be immaculate because some of so many guys are so good. Like even Brady today, like with the pick six, like, yeah, he's going to lead the league in a lot of things, but he, he may not win it. Like Stafford could do it. Uh, Rogers could obviously do it. Kyler. Like there's a lot of guys, Henry still. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are going to be vying for that MVP award. Yeah. And if you, and deck, deck, the Colts kind of, you know, neutralized, you know, his, Derrick Henry's like steamrolling for that MVP. I mean, honestly, like Cooper Cup won't win it, but he could totally win Offensive Player of the Year. He's so <laughs> sick. Yeah. And we traded him in our fantasy league to Nick, you but we traded sh- him for Mike Evans and DK Metcalf, who both and, scored a combined three touchdowns. And Damian Harris, who scored as well. Oh, is, was he also the third person in that trade? Third person that we got in that trade. That's yeah. a good trade. I mean, the guys I went to the game with were shitting on that trade. We gave up McCaffrey, who, look, we're two and five. You have to be realistic about where you are in the season. We needed to win this week. And McCaffrey is just scoring zero after zero after zero after zero. It's goose egg after goose egg. Could he play next week? Maybe, but I'm not going to run the risk at this point, and neither are you. Yeah. Obviously, Cooper Cup is great, but so is Mike Evans, touchdown machine. DK is awesome. Two touchdowns. And Damon Harris is a legit number one running back. Not obviously Christian McCaffrey, but we what we needed depth. We it was in a plus matched up against the bad Chargers rush defense. They're not. Their rush defense is in, as issues. Big time. Very blatant. Um, Bengals, not there yet. You can't lose that game. Yeah. No, Joe, Joe blew that game. Yeah, he did. They got too fancy with the spices, as you like to say, late in the game. And it recorded me. It bit him in the it bit him in the butt. Yeah. So, and, and I think that the Jets' defense has speed, and White was a competent quarterback. Michael Carter kind of had his breakout game today, right? Yeah, we we expected that to happen. We knew he was going to win that backfield, and he he already had won it. But now I think he's secured what he can really do for them. He's a good Crowder. Crowder's a solid wide receiver vet. Like they have they have some guys that mm-hmm. that are competent NFL players and Salah is an inspiring head coach, unlike that guy in Jacksonville, like who I don't trust whatsoever gonna, yeah, he, from he, a coaching he, standpoint. Not forget the off the field stuff. Like, I don't think he really knows what he's doing. Honestly, I don't know. It's just, I the team is so bad too. I mean, their no, personnel is not good. It's, their team is bad. Like it's not, their team is bad. They're, they traded their first round pick from last year, top 10 pick. He's gone already. So that's a waste. I mean, the front office is just 
obviously as per usual a mess in Jacksonville. Right. Uh, Miami's a disaster. Like that's why I'm like Buffalo should have crushed them. Miami's not good. Miami's like personnel was solid, but the men- like the overall mentality landscape in that locker room, I can't imagine is pristine, like to say the least. I mean, I do. I believe in Flores as a head coach. I want to. I I think that there Listen. are some key elements that he needs personnel wise that they don't have right now. Miles Gaskin can't be your starting running back. I mean, how like like who, how can you expect that to, on first down if you want four or five yards? You can't get it from a guy who's five nine and like a buck sixty. Like you just can't. Like if you want to put him in for the third down back because he's a he's got good hands, I get it, and he's elusive, sure. But he's not your goal line back, and he's not an every down back. It's you, really, I don't get it. Me neither. Me neither. And okay, you bring Will Fuller in, but like we know that guy doesn't play. He doesn't touch the field ever. Like it's like what are we? You're doing making Devonte. You're making Devonta Parker look good because he has to be. Someone has to catch passes. Yeah, and now, I actually think he is good. He yeah, is I mean, he also good. can't stay healthy either. But exactly, I just that their personnel does not do them any favors. They've had some injury woes on the defensive side, so that that doesn't help. But I agree. I think the Bills should have thrashed them, and that should was have thrashed uh, them. It's pretty, yeah, a little a little telling. So I, I like your kind of your AFC calls, and obviously the AFC West is a t- it's a mess. Very tough. I mean, the 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 Eagles Lions game was bizarre. It was weird. Yeah, you had you had ready for this. You had three guys with ten plus carries. None of them went over seventy yards. You had your quarterback nine of fourteen for a hundred yards, no touchdowns. He ran for seventy one yards though. Lions. Goff got sacked five times. They lost two fumbles. Sorry, they lost they lost two fumbles. But Goff didn't turn the ball over. They lost they two lost fumbles, th- but one of them was a one of them was returned for a score. I mean, okay. when when it when yeah, it gets returned for a score, that's when you have two not great offenses who don't traditionally convert when they get in the red zone, and the one of the defenses is able to scoop and score on a DeAndre Swift fumble, like that's yeah. huge. It's huge. It, but even if you take away that fumble, though, what I'm saying is like still 37 to six. How did, like, how does that happen? Like the the Lions, they are another. Honest, I refuse to blame Goff. I really do, because that personnel is it's pitiful. Their offensive personnel, their skill receiver, their skill their skill players outside of DeAndre Swift and Hawkinson, are, are atrocious. Yeah, he's just so limited, though. Like. He went to a Super Bowl with a good team. Like he can get there. I don't know. He obviously didn't win. But right, but I'm there. I'm watching a backup in Washington, and do I think that backup's that much worse than Goff? I at least worse than Goff, dude. I at least know that he can run for a first down when it's third and five, and Goff yeah. can't do that. There are some there are some teams out there like the the football team. Like honestly, they kind of miss the boat. I don't know what Wilson's going to be. I still have faith in fields because I'm a sucker for him, but it's hot and cold to start. So we'll see what happens with him. Well, he had his best, his best game of his career so far. Yeah. No nag naggy wasn't on the sideline. (laughs) (laughs) And then Lance, we haven't seen it all, but Lawrence Mac Jones and you're the football team. Like you should have gone up and gotten one of these guys because I have no, I don't know I'm not stoked about any of these guys coming out in this class, unless Rogers is really done over there in green Bay, unless you do want to go trade for golf, unless, you know, other guys become available. They try to bring Kirk cousins back. I don't, I don't necessarily. I feel know. like at this point we got to put the Rogers stuff to rest. Right. I mean, for sure. Like, why would you leave? Like, they're my, they're, they're, they're arguably the best team in the NFL right now. They should definitely trade Jordan love at the deadline. That'd be sick. Yeah. Trade Jordan love for a second round pick at the deadline. I'm into it. Do it. The yeah, Niners. The, the football team are they're not good, but no. they played the Broncos pretty close. Okay, so the Broncos and the Panthers, who were both three and four, who won their first three games, then lost four straight, both went and got wins today. Yeah, they both suck as well. As far as <laughs> <laughs> they don't suck, but they're not stop guys. Oh, QBs. they're they're look. In both of these divisions, I mean, I think less so in the NFC South, like the Panthers are 
they're never going to catch. They're not as good of a team as the Saints. No. And they're obviously not as good as the Bucks. Not even on the same planet. They neither of them. They won't be able to catch those two teams. They're not going to the playoffs. But in the AFC West, the Broncos are right there. I actually think Vegas is decent. I think Vegas is. It looks like Vegas is going to win that division now. Unless the Chiefs, the Chiefs just go on an absolute tear. But we are we're recording this Sunday night after all the games, the the Sunday slate. I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow night. I will. I'm not touching that game. Really? No, not touching it. They're going to decimate them. All right. They're going to, they're going to send a message. They have to honestly. Okay. Well, I'm waiting to see because they've been, they've been, they've absolutely not delivered on anything thus far. Not this. um, If they do not decimate the New York football giants, I am pulling out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be suckered into look. They're in a different position than they used to be. When the Chiefs were down 13 points, it was an easy money line. They're going to come back and win this game. You're, you're sure. plus you're plus money, and you're in a great position. It's like it's like looking at an, at the odds when Tom is down three points and has the ball with 50 seconds left. He's a minus yeah. bet still. Like it's crazy. Hundred yeah, percent. Like, but that, the, but the Chiefs are different now. Put the They're different. Yeah, they are. The Giants are bad. There are teams that are bad in the NFL. The Giants, the Giants are, are the Giants are bad, and they're also. Broken. Really injury ridden right now, which doesn't help. They need to send a message here. Like the they're bad. They're not good. I don't think the Panthers or the Falcons or the Broncos or the Bears or the Niners suck, but I don't think those teams are particularly great. Jimmy G's like good at one week and then he stinks for two weeks and then he's good again and then he stinks. I mean, Shanahan can't. He needs it. He's like. I mean, Mitch, I guess Mitchell's the guy. He's been good. He was you the know. best running back yeah. in football today. And Debo Samuel's a tank. I think that I think you're you're miscategorizing the 49ers. I think I, I, am I, too. I am too. I am too. I don't think they're with that. the rest of those teams. No, they're better they're than those teams. They're definitely better than those teams, but those they're like in the same boat as the Chargers. But I think they have less holes than than the Chargers. Well, the Chargers have one glaring hole, and that's they cannot stop over the run of they had a gun to their heads. Yeah, and I think because of that, then their defensive backfield doesn't even doesn't even look that great. I mean, you just don't want to be an NFL team where like Derwin James and Bosa have to make every play for you, right? It's like it's bad. It and those guys are both elite, so you know they can do a lot for your team. I mean, I'm just all of these teams who had the opportunity that were picking from one to seven, I get it. You're going for a quarterback. Lawrence is there. Wilson's there. Lance is there, whatever. But if you watch the Sunday night game and you're an NFL coach, Michael Parsons is unbelievable. The Falcons are a joke. He's everywhere. The Falcons are a joke. They're a joke. They should have taken him. I don't care how good Pitts is. They're a joke. Well, Pitts is good and he's been good, but he also dropped the ball within 10 yards of when, when they were on their, their, you know, game scoring drive where they could potentially win this, win the thing today against the Panthers who are also not a good team. Like you just said, I just, when you have a guy who's a lock and you know that they're going to be a lock yeah, to produce, yeah. especially on the defensive side where they're versatile too, it's hard to pass them up and you can't Anybody- do that. If anybody takes anybody other than Thibodeau out of Oregon first overall, you need to be drug tested on the spot, piss in the cup on stage next to Goodell. How much does how much did Khalil Mack go for? How much did Jalen Ramsey go? How much did Jamal Adams go for? How valuable is a difference maker on the defensive side of the football? Like a real difference maker. Like Bobby Wagner, Donald. How much do these guys go? Would these guys go for? Have these guys gone for in trades? A guy like Parsons is invaluable if he's continues at this trajectory, doesn't get hurt, and hits his ceiling. It's invaluable. Plays multiple positions in the defensive side of the football. I mean, it's a complete joke. Well, that that's the thing, it. right? Is that like Kirk Cousins is he's highly efficient when the run game is working. When Cook is cooking, Kirk can he can work it in the play action. And then he utilizes Jefferson, he utilizes Thielen. 
and they got theirs today a little bit. Jefferson didn't. He was he was pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. But when you could stop the run, that does so much. And Parsons, along with the other guys that they've added on this Cowboys defense, they do that because yeah. you just can't beat him on the edge. He's that fast. Yeah. Well, it takes away the play action. Yeah. I know you're, you're going to throw it because you, you can't run it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, the Steelers will quickly go on the Steelers and Browns and we'll just kind of do a little basketball wrap and then we'll do a wrap of the college football because I want to hear what you think the, the, your playoff would be because you're going to release that on Tuesday. Um, yeah. Steelers, Browns, they got to trade Odell. I, I, can't, I can't watch this. It just like hurts me because I still think he could be good and it, it, it stings. But then we, I, we were on the money of the Steelers Browns game. Like yeah, you and we, we, but we all three knew that that was, I did. We all was Nick on that too. You and I for sure were on that. Steelers. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was with us. That was like, yeah, I mean, vibe. Odell, let's, uh, let's see if he's like a Laurie marketing situation. He just needs a change of scenery. Great segue, dude. Yeah. Great segue. Good for you. And Cleveland too. Damn. And one. Thanks. Nice. Thanks. Well, before we, the, the interesting thing about the Steelers Browns. Yeah. Tomlin, we were in a multiple conversations, a couple last night about I tried to get involved Tomlin's legitimacy as a head coach. Is he, is he good or is he another basketball comparison here? Is he kind of like Rick Carlisle where he did it once and he's been there a lot. And because of that, he gets this credit, which he's not necessarily due. Um, I think he is a good head coach. Yes. Yes. He wins all the time. He's won all the, the Super Bowl once. He is never not in the mix in the playoffs. Never. Like, how rare, rarely not in the mix. Here, I mean, here, the to guy, me, the measure of a good NFL head coach is I, there are games where Mike Tomlin wins as a coach for their team when their personnel isn't doing anything, where Ben has a bad game and he coaches them to a victory. Yeah. I And you know what? I'm like, I've bragged my whole, my only demerit on him the whole time has been like his inability to kind of man the locker room. But even now I'm backing off that because I think this, those Steelers guys were just ahead of the curve. We see this all the time in sports. Now the players grabbing, you know, the players have their voice now and they're not afraid to say how they feel. Man, trade one out. You know, he, it just so happened he had AB and Le'Veon on the team and Big Ben for that matter, who's clearly somewhat of a diva. Right. Or just, you know, it's not even somewhat just a diva. Well, I mean, I think in Tomlin's defense, what has Le'Veon Bell done since he left the Steelers? Running backs are a dime a dozen. You should, they were, I, but we said, you don't, you can't never, they were never going to pay that guy. Right. I mean, obviously, Anthony, An- Antonio Brown still might be a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL when he's, he's healthy. I think he's one of the five of, 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 of honestly, my lifetime, our lifetime. We've had, we've had the same lifetime. Calvin, Moss, Julio. I'm not going to include Jerry Rice because I really don't have a recollection of that. And like Antonio Brown is like, right. I don't know who else would be ahead of him. Like, yeah, he's just hop is just not better than him at his best. Just not the case. Marvin Harrison. Like he's definitely right. He's definitely, I mean, fit. I mean, it's like, we can't forget how good Fitz was for how long he was. He was so good for so long. AB is better than Fitz. Yeah. But I'd rather have Fitz in my locker. (laughs) Oh yeah. Fitz could, (laughs) I'd have Fitz is like, yeah, I'll be your kid's godfather i'd be like yes i don't even know if i yeah. let a b hold my kid he's got the short yeah i mean give it maybe two more years and i'll be hard pressed not to include Devonte adams in that list i mean he's just he's he's awesome he's the type of guy where and there's few wide receivers that we've seen in our lifetime that are like this and all these that you were just naming are all these kind of guys doesn't matter if you double team him. doesn't matter who's across from him they're always going to get theirs always every single game yeah. Yeah. And then I, I think that's a great point. I've always loved Evans. We all love hop. We all love Evans. We all love right. Hop. That that's, if you want to make that criticism to our trade that we made with Nick, that's the distinction, right? Is that Evans and DK have games where they disappear and Cooper cup this year is He's that type of guy. He is up to his caliber of receiver where it's hard to not include him in the top five wide receivers in the league. I, I would 
I think McVay's got a great system going. No, nothing against Cup. I think he's got a great system going. Devonte Adams is clear cut, and I think you're right on that because I think AJ's great. I think DK's great. This Jamar guy um, is is a beast, and you know, obviously Jeff. Like, there's so many good receivers in the league. Yeah, it is. It is no contest to me, and I think you're right on the money. I think Devonte Adams is that guy that's going to be. He just has. He just flawless. Hands, speed, size, route, like every every facet. After of the catch, game, it's every facet of his game is perfect. Jump balls, screen he's passes, a, slot. Like yeah, he just does it all. He's the best receiver in the league. That's a great, yeah, it's a great inclusion. All right, returning back to my excellent segue that we didn't even utilize. I know we didn't even utilize that at all. Um, give me like, give me like two skinnies in basketball. Two things off the top of your head. Well, I think skinnies. I mean. Our teams were neither of us are super thrilled about our teams right now. You got to be more thrilled than me, dude. Here's the one thing I'll say about come on the Mavericks is that they're winning the games that you're supposed to win, which is crucial in putting together a top six in whichever conference you're in. If you want to, if you want one of those seeds, top six in the West or in the East, you have to beat the teams that are worse than you. And that's the one thing that Mavericks have done. Now they've, gotten beat and they got handily beat by the nuggets who are also a, a t- another top six team in the West, um, which that's where they need to grow. And it's obviously a new head coach. I don't love his schemes. I don't love his decision-making his minutes allocation. This I feel point, like you're not excited about this. You weren't, you weren't excited when y'all hired him. Well, his track record's pretty terrible. So <laughs> I don't not, see how I can... terrible. It's just not great. He's a he's an under five hundred head coach in multiple years. That is true. I, I I think the Milwaukee situation was a tough shake, but yeah, coaching through, Giannis Antetokounmpo must be such a such a hard thing to do. Well, that yeah, I mean, trying to stick up for the guy and give a glimmer of hope. I think our both our teams have the same. I think it's a personnel issue more than anything for both of our squads. I'm looking at the standings right now. We're two and four. And we're two and f- close, some close games here. And it's because we have no offensive threats really at the end of the game outside of Jalen or Jason. And for you guys, you guys, you have, you have guys that can hit throughout the game, but Luca is head and shoulders, the guy and everyone else is just pieces. They are. Well, it's, it's really tough. I mean, you look kind of top to bottom at the Mavs roster. And this is the one thing that I think you should feel a little bit better about for the Celtics is that, there's a distinction because the Mavs majority of their players are over 25 or over 26. The only guys that are under that. And the reason why I think there's an importance in drawing that line is because it's really tough. Once you're 27, 28, 29 to continue to progress your game in a way that is visibly apparent to the average NBA fan. So how much better can Maxi Kleba really get? Not much. How much better can Dorian Finney-Smith really get? Not much. They can get higher percentage from their shooting from three, from the free throw line, from the field. But, you know, and that comes from repetition and working in the offseason. They also, you get a higher propensity of possibly getting injured when you get up in age. And the Mavericks, the only young guys they really have are Josh Green, Jalen Brunson, Luka Doncic, and like Moses Brown. So those are really the only four guys that I think can actually get much better. Maybe Frank... Tilakina, if you want to throw him in there too, who's actually been a, a pleasant addition to the team. He's good but, defensively. Yeah, he's been playing pretty well on offense too, um, which is a surprise, of course. I mean, but if you look at the Celtics, you you have you've got Jalen, you've got Jason. They yeah. continue to get better every single year. But you've got Pritchard, you've got Langford, you've got you've got uh, Vandy guy. What's this, the the Van, yeah Naismith like. There are guys that should get better. You've got Grant Williams, you've got Rob Williams. Like these are all guys that should progressively get better at least for the next couple of years. So you have to be patient with this team. Rob Will has gotten better. Grant Williams, not holding my breath. He's a ninth man, eighth man, maybe. maybe. Okay, he's a good ninth, good ninth man. But like he's run like as like our seventh. I, Naismith has not been the knockdown shooter we need. We, we like we legit need him to be. Blankford is lost at sea. He's Amelia Earhart. Uh, Pritchard, not off to the hottest of starts, obviously. 
Smart was out of the lineup against the Wizards last time out. Rob Will wasn't playing. I mean, Horford at the end of the game is not what you want. He's up there in age, like you're saying. I mean, you bring up a great point. Like, look, you, as you get up there in age, you're not adding size to your body. You're not adding athleticism. You can only really get better as a shooter. And if you do get better as a shooter, then obviously you become extremely valuable. Um, right. But I think, honestly, I'm looking at the top of the East, and these teams like the Knicks, the Wizards, the Bulls, obviously we knew Miami was going to be good, and, and the Hornies, like, I think those teams are good. I actually do. Like, I'm not like, – like, these, like, teams, like, that are – like, I don't think – like, I think Milwaukee will jump up there and the, and the Nets will jump up there. Um, but I think those teams are legit. Like, I don't think the Knicks and the Bulls are going anywhere. I think the Hornets are very deep. Very deep. And yeah, Terry, talk, Terry came back today. Which you're talking good. about progressing. P.J. Washington has progressed. Bridges has progressed. Obviously, we knew we figured Lamella would progress, and he has. Those guys are progressing. Uh, the Bulls, their starting five offensively is a juggernaut. They actually play pretty good defense. Um, and then on, I think both our picks, honestly, I think both our picks for rookie of the year are great picks. I really do. Yeah. I think they're going to I mean, they get, they back. get, high volume they're working within a system with other savvy veterans next to them like mm. they're in a position to succeed yeah very much so i think the 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 we're talking about evan mobley and scotty barnes scotty barnes yeah and i think the west i think obviously we know the tide has changed um i'm looking at the western conference and i'm not necessarily sure i think outside of golden state Maybe and maybe LA because I think they're going to kick him. Shout out to Mel for being six man of the year. Um, I, st- I think the East is definitely stronger throughout, which is not a hot right. take, but I honestly think the teams are better. And I think this is the year by the time we get to the playoffs, we're going to think we have an understanding of what's going to happen, but it's going to be the toughest year to call the finals that maybe we've seen in a long time, I think. That's like my biggest gut check reaction of the season so far. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly like a lot more parity in the East than there is in the West right now. And I think what you were talking about earlier with the Knicks and the the Wizards and the Bulls all being five and one right now, like that's a testament to that. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't know, man. I I don't know about the I don't know about the Knicks. I don't know. I think you're so wrong. If they have enough, I think you're. I think you're so wrong. RJ, the one thing they need to do to be an elite team is to have RJ, and it's one game. But RJ went thirty-five, like seven and six, seven and eight and seven. Like RJ had that game. They have Randall. I they have five guys off the bench. Like Kemba and Rose are spelling each each other exactly as you want. Obi's gotten better. IQ's off to a bit of a slow start, but he has to do less than he did last year. Fournier is a great addition. Randall's still very good. If RJ's really making that step up, they are unbelievably good. Yeah, I mean, he obviously has to, yeah, he has to continue to be consistent with how he played last night, where he was excellent, like you mentioned. Superb. I just, the Wizards, the Knicks, and the Bulls are in a different category. They might share the same record with the Heat, but they're in a different category than the Heat. Still, I, I agree. That's it. I think the Heat are the best team in the East. And the Heat, yeah, I mean, I think if if the Nets once Harden, he once he figures out how to play with these new rules, which he <laughs> which he really doesn't like, which we should probably talk about a little bit because I think it's an an absolute delight to watch anyone who's normally turned off by the NBA regular season because the game is so stop and start and the the foul calls are erratic, nonsensical, and completely slow the game down. They've basically removed those. Um, Awesome. The scores have have been way less, way less high scoring. The games have been way less high scoring. They're normally, these these games are hovering, some of them in the 90s. Yeah. the defense, the one thing the Knicks really have going for them is they're tremendously, they're a tremendously well put together defensive team with a defensive minded head coach who can squeeze all of the juice out of the orange on that side of the ball. And yeah, their defense hasn't even been that superb. It's been the offense, but I think their defense will come come to fruition. But yeah, you're right. The games have been so much faster and quicker, and we're actually watching basketball. Right. 
right? There's no flailing into the the three point fouls and, and whatnot, which is great. And I think guys are obviously they're still kind of working they working their way towards feeling in rhythm with that. Um, I mean, I've I've even seen it with the Mavs games where Luca, you know, has wanted some calls where he's not getting, which that's going to happen. And I think that's the way it should be. They should be able to play physical as long as it's not jeopardizing guys' health, which at this mm-hmm. point, from what I've seen, it's not. Um, it's not in that sort of way. I actually think the stopping and starting is even worse for their bodies. The more they play, the more the more you ice the body, the more likely it is to be put in a weird position. So uh, I don't that's know. Great, I've really enjoyed watching this. I've really enjoyed watching this thus far. I think it's a great point you bring up. Sorry to jump in there, but like I, no one's discussing that. Stop. I mean, like think about how you really train heavy cardios, sprints, pause, sprints, pause. Like that's like the stop and go of the game is like it, it's taxing. Right. Well, also even like putting your body in a weird position to flail for a three point shot and try and get that foul call. You're putting your body in a weird, awkward position that you normally wouldn't. And the defender is having to maneuver their body as well. So it, it just, it just wasn't smart all across the board and it wasn't aesthetically pleasing to the eye either. So I don't know. I've liked the changes thus far. I'm, I'm like in where the NBA's headed and I think hopefully it can get more and more viewers and eyeballs on, on the regular season because these games have been pretty exciting. Yeah. I would also love it for the Blazers to throw at him. Damian Lillard is like Harden's not the only one Lillard's off to a slow start too. And I would love for him to get it together and for him to throw it in my face and watch the Blazers make a run. I really want that. Just so that's on that, the record, but I don't think it's going to happen um, real quick. College football. Yeah, who, who are your? And then we'll let everyone rock and roll. Who are your four that are in the playoffs? And if you have an order, throw it at me. I think it's to me. To me, it looks like it's Georgia, Cincy, Cincy, Bama, and Oklahoma. Cincy at number two. Well, I mean, we just have the the looming Bama, Georgia game. Which whoever wins that game. If Georgia wins, they're obviously one. If Alabama wins, they'll jump Cincinnati and go to one, probably. I would I would guess. I also think that Oklahoma, I think Cincinnati could get bumped to four because I think Oklahoma could jump them once they win the Big 12 championship, which I expect them to do. I think they could jump them this week. I think Cincinnati will be in the four. Like Michigan State's got a shot to be in the four. I don't know if they're going to stay there, but in the initial four, they're going to. I do think Ohio State's going to ultimately win the Big Ten. Which would bump Michigan, Michigan State, State out. out. Yeah. Right. I mean, or Oregon, like, still on the mix if they win the Pac-12. I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. I mean, um, I, here's the here's the recipe success for success for them. Georgia knocks off Alabama, knocks them out of the four, and Oklahoma loses a game, and... Ohio State beats Michigan State, but Michigan State loses to someone else. I mean, it's very doable. It's very doable for a path to be cleared for the Oregon Ducks. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're ranked behind the Buckeyes. I mean, I think Notre Dame's bet has kind of been made. Yeah. Um, Michigan's obviously in a world of trouble. Uh, I can't imagine UTSA, even if they go undefeated, getting sneaking in there. Um, and then, I mean, Wake Forest, they're like undefeated and they win the ACC and they're undefeated, like, do they get shut out? I mean, that would be – but they're not – they're just, like, not one of the best four teams. They just aren't. Like, and honestly, I'm not even – I don't even know if Cincinnati is. Like, they're going to get, like – they're going to go if they're going undefeated. Right. But I don't know if they are. Like, they are not better, dude. With Caleb Williams at the helm, I don't think they're better than OU. I just really don't. And for that, for all intents and purposes, Ohio State's really putting it together. I think the Oregon team on a given on a given Saturday is just as good, and this Michigan State kid, he should be the favorite to win the Heisman. I mean, you you're not great. You know, you and I are both not crazy impressed with him as like a back, but yet he puts up ridiculous numbers. Yeah, the 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 stats are off the chart. He's gonna win the Heisman at this rate. Yeah, it it certainly seems like that. I mean, got hurt. The rest of these teams have some very losable games all across the board. Yeah. Cincinnati plays SMU in, in three weeks. They'll 
they should be a ranked team. I know they just dropped the game against Houston, but that's kind of their last test before they waltz into the playoff. You've got Oklahoma State who has to play Oklahoma. That's a huge game. Huge game. I mean, you just never know. Alabama has to play Auburn, the Iron Bowl. That's massive rivalry game. Like things can happen. That's not an easy game either. That's a good. That's a good one to bring up too. I mean, this Michigan, Michigan State one. I mean, Harbaugh really just. I don't. I was a proponent that they were overrated and kind of weak offensively. Um, but they actually really had that one in the bag and then the defense failed them and they blew that. I mean, this week we really don't have any, I mean, we have Auburn A&M, but that does, that has no implications. Look at this Purdue team hosting Michigan state. Watch them mess that up. Watch them do that. But yeah. I mean, Oklahoma how, state plays West Virginia, West Virginia just upset Iowa state that they did. That's true. Yep. For, forgot about that. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're nearing the end. We're dancing into November. Uh, I, I mean, Georgia's the defense is just too good. I, I can't imagine them losing anything before they get to the SEC. I mean, Baylor, we lost to them. We or we choke harder than anybody. Like, like I like it, they choke harder than me trying to do the Nathan Tothog getting contest. Like, it, it, I've, it's unbelievable how bad the Longhorns choke. But I do think this Baylor team was legit, and OU has to go in a couple weeks, so that's one to keep an eye on as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. If you want some lamenting and sorrowful chat, check out our sister pod, Horns Up, Talking Texas with Juan Cosby. We'll have nothing good to say there. (laughs) Nothing good. Hopefully, we get basketball guys on soon. That'd be fun. Got to sort that out. Yeah, got them. At this point, it's eight games in the season. It's in the rearview mirror, and my eyes are only on hoops for college right now. At this point, I would donate a testicle to one of Natty in football. Well, we might have to start researching donor banks. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. We're going to full count with that putt. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free. Hit your free throws. Why toss? Because they are free. You're free. Brought to you by betonline.ag. Go there. Win money. Win big. We outro. We love you.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.